Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books that they're not reading. Fuck, I don't even know. We need a new intro uh, for the summer podcasting, right? Yeah, we could just say Welcome to Booked. I'm you know, like go right past the where two guys thing. Or all right, well let's let's just let's go ahead and try that. Yeah. Welcome to Booked. I'm Livia Snutton. And I'm Rob Olson. Uh, welcome to another episode that's taken place during the 2016 Lazy Summer of Podcasting. Um, did that work? But did that work better? I felt really rushed. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, yeah, we got to figure something out, I guess. Yeah. Listen, man, we have topics like crazy galore. I would say I, I've got, and I'm going to spring most of these on Rob. He has no idea what I'm going to talk be, about. This is the um, ambush journalism, like Bill O'Reilly, but instead you're just ambushing your co-host. I am. I uh, here's the thing with the lazy summer of podcasting. We have no topics. We know we have no topics. So what yeah. happens is about four minutes before Rob calls me on Skype, I start looking up literary news. <laughs> and here's and here's the best of literary news. Roxanne Gay. You're familiar with Roxanne Gay? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, she is going to be. Um, this isn't the article, but I, I think somewhere it says she's going to be the first black woman to write for a major comic book. Oh yeah, yeah. But here's here's the news part. <laughs> Call him bullshit, okay? And and then I don't know Roxanne. I, I, I don't. But I'm just going to make some assumptions. This article says author and academic will co-write World of Wakanda, not Wakanda like over by you. It's not W-A-K-A-N-A. like the town I went to high school in. No, no. <laughs> okay, just one. Saying it's the most bizarre thing I've ever done. Now I'm just going to guess, and I don't know Roxanne, but I know lots of people. I can't yeah. imagine that writing a Black Panther comic book is the most bizarre thing she's ever done. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be straight-laced, right? Oh, apologies for the noise. I'm just knocking stuff off my desk. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm calling bullshit on, on that on that statement there. I'm sure she's done some weird shit that we don't know about. I mean, she's got, like, tattoos on, like, her forearms and stuff. That's not the kind of person where the most bizarre thing they did was write a comic book. I mean, she was in the New Black, right? I mean... That's it could have been got it could have got weird. It could have gotten weird, but that's it. I, yeah. It's not even just reporting on anything. I just wanted to call her out on that not being the most bizarre thing she's done. We would be proud of you if you didn't say that it was the most bizarre thing you've ever done. Yeah. So I, in my mind, I'm formulating a, a list of bizarre things she may have done, but I'm not going <laughs> to share them with the listeners. Is that like a a ratings thing? We don't want to. We don't want to go. So we don't want to get sued. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So, slander <laughs> or libel or what, what? What's the one? Is it slander if you say it and libel if you write it? Yes. You're just agree. You don't know. You're just agreeing. yeah. No idea. I'm 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 okay. libeling the whole thing right now. Yeah. Um. So, all right. This okay, is a well. bit of exciting news. I, this next bit. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you've heard about this because I'm pretty sure you would have mentioned it. It looks like booked after five and a half years will finally get to review a Stephanie Meyer book. What? Stephanie Meyer, the author behind the blockbuster Twilight Saga, for anybody <sighs> like her, will release a new novel this November. Little Brown announced on Tuesday that The Chemist, a tautly plotted spy thriller, will be released in the U.S. on November 15th. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's the fucked up part. The Wall Street Journal was the first to report the news because that's how much goddamn money it's going to make. That wasn't reported by a a book source. (laughs) It was reported by a financial source. Oh, no. That's uh, 
Yeah, like, yeah, because that's the only merit it has, is that it earns people money, right? Are you going to make me read a Stephanie Meyer book? Is that what you're telling oh, me? Oh, yeah, they're totally getting, like, 30 bucks of our money. Because oh, we're shit. doing that the week it comes out. All right, well, you want to send an email to Little Brown and see if they'll uh, just be like, listen, you don't understand how many Twilight fans listen to our podcast. Hey, hey, I like Twilight. You're the one. <laughs> you're yeah. the one that uh, did. Well, no, lot, millions of people did. I'm the only one on this podcast, but you didn't read it, so I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you would have loved it. I don't know. You might have thought it was the best thing ever. You know what I really enjoyed about Twilight? Did you see that picture where um, this guy who worked at like a like a thrift shop or something like that went on vacation and when he came back, like they had built like a castle of around like a big wall I I around their that. desk with um, used Twilight books. Yeah, I, I did see that. that I, I the, my last uh, my last thing I want to say on this team, Edward. You would be team Edward. Of course. I don't really even know what that means, but I mean, I know what it means. I'm not stupid, but there are probably be 100% less vampires in this spy thriller (laughs) or who knows. You never know. A vampire that's a spy. So, you know, I'm really, the thing that I'm really hoping is that I just don't end up liking this book more than the, um, like the JK Rowling, like the cuckoos calling or whatever. Well, you know, I get the feeling that um, that we'll feel more strongly about this book one way or the other. Cuckoo's Calling was just such a bland read. Well, that was Casual so, Vacancy. Cuckoo call, Cuckoo's Calling was just sucked. I remember Casual Vacancy being the boring one. Oh, it could be. It could, it could yeah, also be the other one. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, one way or the other, we're either going to like it more or dislike it more. But I think get the feeling we'll feel more strongly. Uh, I'm just taking solace in the fact that it's less than a week to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Well, there you go. Is that is that? Are we taking a break from the summer of uh, lazy summer podcasting for that, or are we holding out till till the end? Um, I guess it depends on how little we have to talk about on the next episode. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to keep bringing one? us great bits of news, like <laughs> Roxanne Gay does more bizarre things than she claims to. Oh, Stephanie Meyer, man. I'm really disappointed in Stephanie Meyer right now. Have you ever seen Stephanie Meyer? She's uh, she's not a bad-looking gal. Yeah. I am single. Yeah. Should I hook up with Stephanie Meyer? Maybe you should hook up with Stephanie Meyer. Hold on. I'm yeah. going to copy this over to you. I, I have not seen Stephanie Meyer before. Uh, let's see. Technology, something, paste. <laughs> Are you trying to technology while we're done? All right. Yeah. Here we go. I am. Here we go. Successful YA author attempts adult fiction for the first time, promising totally plotted thriller about a government spy forced to do one last job. One last job. Hey, she's not she's not hard on the eyes at all. Right, right. That's not what I expected. You know what it is? It's all that money. She's like she's made of money now. Oh, do you want me to do you want me to send you a picture of the top paid woman author in the world, and then you'll see if you if you think the same thing. Yeah, but I'm reading. All right, so I'm reading a little bit about uh, the book. Did you read this article, or did you just see the t- the headline? Um, I, I read a little bit of okay. the article. Uh, the main characters deliberately left unnamed, though a reference to her unique talent suggests that this book will remain firmly in the supernatural genre. She no. used to work for the U.S. government, but very few people even knew that. An expert in her field, she was one of the darkest secrets of an agency so clandestine it doesn't even have a name. 
And when they decide she was a liability, they came for her without warning. It already sounds fucking amazing. Listen, hold on a second. Is that the synopsis for the book, or is, are you telling me Stephanie Meyer's <laughs> life story? Because, yeah, she worked for the government. I was like, I didn't know she worked for the government. No, this is the synopsis All for right. the book. There's more. When her former handler offers her a way out, she realizes it's her only chance to erase the giant target on her back. But it means taking one last job for her ex-employers. To her horror, the information she acquires only makes her situation more dangerous. Wow. I don't know if I can wait. When is this coming out? November. Shit. That's, uh, were we reading that at the same time we're reading, um, the new Warren Ellis book? Ooh, yeah. E.L. James, not a looker. <laughs> yeah. I just, just wanted to tell you, she has more money than Stephanie Meyer, I think. Um, it, it, it did not help. Well, if it helped, then I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we ready? So this is a, this is a good, a good transitional part here. Um, TheGuardian.com. Are you familiar? Guardian.co.uk? No, TheGuardian.com. No, I, I have no idea what you're The American about. version. The Guardian. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's still the British. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they did an article on five of the sexiest scenes in literature. Oh, God. Now, I, I might read a little bit from this, but I want to I wanna <laughs> say there's no Richard Thomas in here. Very disappointed. There are no Richard Thomas spanking scenes. So you're already at odds with this list. Well, yeah. So, again, I don't know how many books this guy has read that put this article together. Is this a guy? Hold on. A Stuart Jeffries sounds like he might be a guy. Probably a dude. Yeah. Um, but nothing from backdooring the brat. What? I'm telling you. I've scrolled through this. Not just that. I don't even know any of these books. So now this what one's called... Anything from Triple X Seamus? Nope, not a thing. I know, wow. right? So there's a book, though, called Fingersmith. <laughs> was that your nickname in high school? Yeah. So um, this book sounds sexy. Uh, I'm going to read a passage <laughs> oh, from Fingersmith, do. and then you can decide if this might be one of the sexiest um, scenes in, in, uh, in literature. I had touched her before to wash and dress her, but never like this, narrates Sue, a lady's maid. So smooth she was, so warm. It was like I was calling the heat and shape of her out of darkness, as if the darkness were turning solid and growing quick under my hand. What gives this passage such erotic power is how both Sue and Maud, her mistress, are blindsided by desire. At the start of the book, Sue had been lured to work as a lady's maid by a swindler called Gentleman. <laughs> That's it. Just wait. I was waiting for the. I was waiting for the hot part. Yeah, yeah. This is this is it, man. Uh, who aims to marry and ruin the heiress Maud before dumping her in an asylum, making a fortune of his own? All right, I like this guy already. Um, <laughs> uh, Sue will get a cut of the fortune if the plot is successful. In the above scene, Sue is a, a, ostensibly coaching naive Maud in what she must do on her wedding night after his planned marrying gentleman. This guy's name is Gentleman, by the way. Uh, instead, Sue forgets her role in the plot as she explores Maud's body. She brings Maud to orgasm and then, against her scheming, falls sweetly for the woman she planned to help destroy. Here's another quote from the book. She began to shake. I suppose she was still afraid. Then I began to shake, too. <laughs> I forgot to think of gentlemen after that. I thought only of her. When her face grew wet with tears, I kissed them away. You pearl, I said. So white she was. You pearl. You pearl. You pearl. 
Fingersmith, Sarah Waters, one of the five <laughs> sexiest. Now, I don't happen to have my Kindle with me because I was going to contrast that to maybe something from Back During the Brat. And maybe listeners could vote on which one was sexier, but I don't know. I want to tell you that um, I stopped listening to that quote you were reading from Finger Blast or whatever the name of the book was. <laughs> um, because on The Guardian, I saw an article about Ariana Grande not getting to do something at the White House because she was licking donuts. And that sounded way more interesting. That might be one of the sexiest articles ever written. So, and here's where it gets good. Ariana, um, wait, wait, let's see. Something caught her licking other people's donuts while saying she hates America. Um, Thank you, that sounds amazing. Hold on. Thank you, WikiLeaks. Are you not familiar with this, the Ariana Grande donut licking incident? It's like two years old. No, are you serious? Oh, yeah. Do you know about this? Yes, there's a video of it. Yeah, I'm trying to find that video. But it's funny that we have to thank WikiLeaks for this information. <sighs> I've never actually been prouder to be. See, like, I don't know. All right, so apparently I wasn't paying attention two years ago when... See, Ariana Grande was not on my uh, radar back then because it, it wasn't until Scream Queens last this past year that I even knew that she was a person. I didn't know her as a singer. I've only known her in the... In the the Scream Queens universe. Wait, she's a singer, not just a donut licker? Yeah, she sings, apparently. Um, More importantly, she's Chanel number two on Scream Queens. Um, But now I'm super... Now that that I care who she is, I want to check out this whole donut scandal. It sounds interesting. But apparently, she didn't get to do some gig at the White House because of this donut licking. I don't know. Well, I think part of the problem was she said, what the fuck is that? I hate Americans. I hate America. That yeah, might have been. Yeah, that's probably the big bit, part of it. A little bit, yeah, bigger than the. I mean, yeah. I can't blame her, though. Like, there's a lot of stuff to hate about our country. Well, there I go. I'm not going to the White House now. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, do you really want to go to the White House after, after uh, well, I guess January? When do they swear in the new president? It's January, right? Yes, it's January. Yeah. yeah. After that, do you really want to go? Not, I mean, not. I mean, I didn't really want to go before. Really, I figured you would be one of those people who would go visit the White House. Uh, I don't know. Or, like, uh, this is this all makes for great podcasting. Um, no, didn't really ever care. Like, I've been t- at the White House. I've I've stood and in front of it. I've been arrested in front of it before. <laughs> that was enough for me. Like, be like seeing the building. That's enough. Okay. okay. I mean, I've been at the Capitol building. I don't want to do a tour of that either. This is a bunch of fucking politicians. Why would I want to go look at where all the politicians walk around? Well, but I mean, I think the White House is a little more historic than that. It's not just all the politicians. It's the president and some legendary presidents. It's true. You you make a good point. Maybe I'm underselling the the coolness of the, the White House. Perhaps. Um, that's really all I've got. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I mean, so we got about 18 minutes maybe of podcast? <laughs> about that. Um, I, I do have something that I'd like to point out, and it's something that I noticed, a trend that has been um, developing over the last few weeks. Uh, right before we went into the lazy summer of podcasting, you'll remember that we reviewed The Soul Standard, and we interviewed some people. And 
this is where, like, if you want to talk about innovation and, and like, forward, you know, thinking forward and everything, I think we really need some credit here. Um, because we we reviewed Soul Standard and then we had all four authors on. And now, typically, I think what an actual normal media outlet would do was wait for something significant to happen and then talk about it, you know, in the medium that they that they use, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty, I mean, that's really what we did just now. So, yeah, I, yeah. I... Right. But we take it one step further, and when we do something, it makes the news happen. And what I mean by that is um, we had Nick Corpon on, right? Yes, we did. And we vague casted a little bit about a book deal that he had coming up. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah, we did. And it wasn't until after he was on the podcast that he actually re- revealed um, that information. So I think, in a way, we made it happen. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. We're we're definitely ahead of the curve. But can we talk specifically about that that incident? <laughs> yeah. Because we talked off air with him a little bit. Do you know what he didn't mention at all while we were talking? The angry robot part of it? Well, no, but the the, the science fiction. Oh, the sci-fi it, part of it, yeah. Yeah, he didn't mention that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a two-book deal at Angry Robot. Mm-hmm. The first book being The Rebellion's Last Traitor, which uh, <laughs> I was messaging with David James Keaton about this, and um, he's like, did he write a Star Wars book? <laughs> because it sounds <laughs> like the title of a Star Wars book. And he was being serious. He wasn't even being funny this time. Um, but yeah, straight up sci-fi, which means you're going to be reading a sci-fi book, buddy. What did the message I send to you say? Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm now a sad puppy. Oh, which is hilarious because of the sad puppies. Like you did that mm-hmm. on purpose, right? From the Huggo mm-hmm. Awards. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, but Nick is Nick is a white male, so I mean, he's got a chance at winning a, a Huggo Award. He does. But, like, the timing on this is, is nothing short of suspicious. So we posted our rev- interview with him on the 15th of July. His big news drops on the 20, 20th. So I think we made that happen. It's it's very possible. Was there something else? It felt like maybe you were. Oh, because I said trend? Yeah. I, I feel like trend <laughs> requires two things to happen, right? I feel like there was another thing. I think, oh, uh, Richard Thomas, after we had him on, posted... Um, a little teaser that um, August 1st was going to be when people could see what the new Gamut website was going to look like. That's pretty cool. So, That's just a few short days from now. That is a week away. One week from the day that we're recording is Monday the 25th. Yeah. So, again, like, we talked to him about it. There's been no news on this front, you know, forever. We get Richard on the podcast. We just push him a little bit. A week later, boom, things are happening. So that leaves, um, by your estimation, well, Caleb Ross is playing a new video game from the 1970s or whatever. I don't know if we can count that. Yeah. We talked to him and now he broke out his Nintendo or something. Yep. Blew out the cartridges, you know, and and he's playing some. (laughs) Um, And Axel still in Denmark. Yeah. Yeah, so. no uh, no word from him. No uh, no potential arrests or anything like that going on. So that's a good thing. That's good. 
Yeah. So I wanted to make sure everybody knew that, like, we don't we don't wait we don't wait around for the news to happen. We push the news into happening. We make it. We happen. make the news happen. Yeah. What news are we gonna make happen this week? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I think that we've made all the news that I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> for but, now uh, right it's hard when yeah. it's just me and you to make other things happen i'll have to have a guest on uh so um listen um writers if you want things to happen for you book podcast at gmail.com get in touch with us we'll That's make right. stuff uh, we'll make stuff happen for you we uh we did talk about patreon oh i'll tell you what news is gonna happen the little the little little things i ordered little Fun things that I ordered are, are arriving at my house tomorrow. So Ooh, vague booking, very good. Yeah, so vague I'm gonna cast. have some fun booked related merchandise that um, will be available for the universe uh, very soon, as in in less than 24 hours. So I'll probably be posting. Um, should I post that stuff, or should I wait for people to receive some of it when I start giving it to people? Yeah, let's These do it that way. It's more fun when somebody else posts it for you, right? That's right. So we'll do that. But that stuff's coming soon. Very excited about that. Otherwise, man, I've just been watching like TV. Or on Patreon, we have we have a couple new subscribers, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. So we sent out this nice, Livius. I don't know if you're going to criticize me on this, but um, I don't know if you saw that newsletter that got sent out with because uh, it has a chart on it. So I thought you might have something to say about. It. I saw the chart. It was actually very nicely done and, and visually illustrated how close we are to um, world domination. World domination meaning making <laughs> making Livius <laughs> making a couple hundred bucks a month. I guess is really what it, what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, really, it's it's work for you, and I think that the reason that you're not pushing harder is because once we hit that two hundred twenty five dollars a month, now you got to do something. Oh, I know. I've already got to do something because coffee mugs. Yeah, and it's already out of date. That chart, um, uh, I sent it out. We had we're at the one hundred eighty-two dollars a month level, and we are actually at the one eighty-five. Nice, three more dollars a month. Now I know um, Thomas Joyce is one one of yep. the new subscribers. Yeah. Thomas, thank you very much for your uh, for your contribution. Um, that is very very awesome of you, and thanks for sharing a lot of our posts too, because I see your name pop up really frequently. Thomas mm-hmm. Joyce is all over this. Like mm-hmm. he's liking everything, he's posting, he's commenting. Mm-hmm. He is an active and engaged listener. We love active engaged listeners. Now, there's a little bit of a mystery behind the other one, I understand. Is that is that correct? <laughs> yeah, and I did a little bit I did surface level Googling to try and figure mm-hmm. out who this person was. Um, but we have a, a new as of yesterday, a new contributor named Spectrum. Oh, that sounds very, very mysterious. Yeah, and I don't know if that's the autism spectrum or the sexuality spectrum or some other third spectrum color, that I'm not even color, aware of. There's color a color spectrum. Yeah, yeah, there's one of those. So all three? I don't know. Well, welcome to Spectrum and uh, Thomas Joyce to Patreon. We're going to assume that you're already listeners. So, uh, hey, thanks for uh Thanks for the monthly contribution, and uh, and thanks to everybody else who's been contributing. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, I got some feedback that people are pretty happy that the uh, the spoiler conversations are happening for everyone. So um, I think it was a good move that we did that. I have to yeah. agree. Hey, um, this is sort of related. Do you know anything about this this Dennis Cooper thing that keeps popping up everywhere? I, I know this is probably like 
two weeks old or something. But do you know what I'm talking about? Dude, I just found out about Ariana Grande looking donuts that apparently happened two years uh, ago. So man, do I have to read this whole article? I was hoping you explain yeah. it to me. Yeah, you All really right. should. So there was a beloved literary blog that a guy named Dennis Cooper was working on. Um, he lives in Paris. Oh, is this the one that got deleted by Google? Yeah. And I know people are like, mm-hmm. we're going to petition because, you know, petitions are what get things done, right? In 2016, I don't remember the last time petition changed anything. But there are petitions. Um, all I know is it's Google just logged him out when he went to sign back in. All his stuff was gone. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, so, all right. So is the problem that this was some sort of like professional thing that he did? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm 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 kind of scrolling through this article as we were talking about it, but he has long been known as a controversial writer whose fiction has often centered upon queer male protagonists engaged in acts of sadism and self-destruction. After publishing collections of poems and short stories, great a poet with smaller presses for more than a decade, he came to why maybe that's why they deleted him. They're like we're in love with poetry. <laughs> Came to wider attention in 89 with his first novel, Closer, book orbits around George Miles, uh, blah, 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 who committed suicide, something, kind of, blah, blah, blah. Uh, can you just read, can you just, like, skim everything and read it for us? Because this is super entertaining. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, <laughs> blah, I was just blah, trying blah, to figure out what the suicide. big deal is. I, mean, I get uh, it. He had a blog, they deleted the blog, people are unhappy. I'm guessing that his name has appeared more on the internet now than, you know, anybody right. ever did actually read or share his blog. Just a guess. Well, here's my thinking, and this is me um, forming an opinion without reading anything about the situation. So, pretty much how we do everything, right right up front, (laughs) right? Because that's what the podcast is. Um, But if the if the issue is that this was the person's, you know, you know that it was his blog, and he had a bunch of followers and all that stuff, and deleting the blog means all the content is gone. Who who doesn't have a backup of that stuff? Right, so like that's if a Google's, very valid point. If Google's being a dick, get a WordPress, get a Tumblr, or whatever. Just you know, rebuild your, you know, your post, you know, structure, and move on with life. Like, I mean, it's a dick move by Google, but there's a little personal responsibility if the problem is that you lost your, your content. I, don't know. I think that the issue for people. Is the censorship, right? So, because they deleted it, they're censoring him. Does it say anything about Google saying, hey, we're going to shut you down because you write about, like, gay pain or whatever? Uh, Let's see. During our conversation, Cooper hesitated to describe Google's erasure of the site as an act of censorship, though he speculates that DC's was most likely taken down due to content that violated the platform's terms of service. Okay. So if he thinks it violated the flag, that might be why, then I'm going to go with that might be why. Right. Oh, like hold if, on a second. Like if, I right. post, if I post a bunch of wiener pics on Instagram, um, and I'm talking about, like, you know, a picture of a wiener, and that goes against their terms of service, and they take that picture down, it shouldn't be a controversy. I posted something that's not supposed to be there. Oh, hold on. Hold on a second. So apparently the policy states that um, a variety of things, but using the platform as a way to make money on adult content is one of the things. And then the the, con- the blog owner speculates that the objectionable content on the site might have been the male escort ads he finds online, edits a little, and posts for his readers. See, that sounds entertaining, though. 
Now you won't. You will never ever know because you're gone. Because Google shut him down. Because Google shut that guy down. Um, it's tough. Tough call. I'm kind of on his side now that I found out that he's doctoring male escort ads. <laughs> that sounds kind of funny. That sounds really funny. That does sound kind of amusing. You know what? I wonder. They took it down, but you know how Google keeps cached copies of websites. Yeah. I wonder. <laughs> you can still find it through their own. Cache. Oh yeah, there's there's yeah there's different services that let you like see what used to be on the internet and stuff for sure. Yeah, but I know Google does it for for sites. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering if you can if you can <laughs> find it through Google. Yeah. Oh oh oh! Breaking news. Hold on a second. We just got an important email. I am Barrister Wanky. As a Gamande, personal lawyer to my late client, I need your assistance for his unclaimed funds to be released to you legally to your account because his bank is trying to unjustly confiscate his funds. Get back to me for more details. Wanky underscore law firm at Outlook.com. The Wanky law firm sounds pretty legit. What's W-A-N-K-I? Hey, don't be racist, Rob. Wait, how is I being racist? I don't know. You're making fun of this guy's name. Wanky has gotten Monday. Has it gotten Monday? <laughs> um, I'm glad that you broke in with that. I just listen. I'm gonna reply to this and find out how we can uh, how we can get the money from his late client. Listen, we have listeners all over the world. How do we know that his late client wasn't some kind of multimillionaire who listened to the podcast? Wanted oh. to leave us a bunch of money. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> We're pretty sure because they weren't contributing money to Patreon. Yeah. Ooh, hang. I'm looking at my email spam, and I, I got I got an email about mail enhancement. So we might have to wrap this uh, episode up sometime soon. <laughs> I thought running out of content, where we're reading our spam folders, is was the <laughs> signal to, to wrap this up soon. But if mail enhancement is what does it, that's that's okay. Uh, okay no. no, no, hey. no. Yeah. We're going to have another book live coming up soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do we have soon? a date for that? I think, um, I don't know if I have, I'm, I'm, I'm down any time. Well, I'll do it tonight. <laughs> I think tonight's <laughs> probably short notice for viewers. Yeah. Um, got those four people who probably have to, you know, take time out of their schedule to, plus, do we really want to go up against like the bachelor? Is that a show that still exists? Yeah. Really? One of the biggest shows on TV, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I am so. This should demonstrate exactly how out of touch I am with like the entire world because I didn't know about Ariana Grande looking donuts. I don't know about the Bachelor, um, Pokemon. Uh, that is that still going on? Yes. Is that for? Can you do that with Android or no? Yes. Okay. Um. Oddly, here's the the funniest part about the whole thing is this: <clears throat> the weekend. Pokemon came out on a Thursday, I think. That following Monday, Nintendo stock went up like 35%. Yeah. Their stock is now back down to its normal <laughs> levels because oh. everybody figured out that Nintendo has absolutely nothing to do with this game. <laughs> so, that just goes to show you that people will throw millions and millions of dollars at something based on perception. They just assumed Nintendo owned it, which is not the case. Um, Nintendo is, I think, a 10% partner in the Pokemon company overall. Do you know what that means? That means that, you know, some fucking asshole on Wall Street noticed that, you know, there was a big thing with Pokemon. 
invested a bunch of shit in Nintendo when it was low, sold it when it was high, and basically made a bunch of money because there's idiots that don't know how to research what stocks they're buying. Exactly. And, like, you know, probably bought a house with that money. Yeah, I mean, I want you to understand, like, a 35% jump, that was probably in a day and a half. Right, so but that's a think huge this, increase. Yeah, yeah. So, so just think about it. if you took ten thousand dollars and put it in there, it's thirty five hundred <laughs> bucks you could have pulled out. You know, thirty six hours later. Yeah, for really literally nothing, no Correct. effort. Correct. Yeah. Why didn't we see? And that's why we need to get more Patreon com- contributors because you're going to start investing the money, right? Yes, that's you're, that's what I'm going to do. You've got one of those E Trade accounts. I do have an E Trade account. Yes. Did they fly in on a helicopter? Did you ever, did you ever see those commercials where it's like there's an E Trade helicopter and something's going on? I don't know. No, I I've never seen that, but I can tell you there have been no helicopters in my life. <laughs> right. Lately, Livius is going to roll our our big Patreon money into some sort of investment that's going to quadruple it or something. Yep. I don't know. I'm trying to use financial terms. <laughs> Roll. Yeah. Roll sounds but, like uh, yeah. no, no. It's it's still a thing. Here's how you know it's still a thing. Just if you're going near like a park or anything, like on your way to work, yeah. Just watch how many people are walking around staring at their phones. It's a lot more than there used to be. Oh, did I tell you I have a new approach for um, using my horn when I'm driving? No, talking about this. No, we did so, not talk about this. I used to do the polite like you know I lived in the city for a while, so like the little like me me like that kind of beep. If someone was like, you know, waiting too long at the red light with that turn green or whatever, yep. like the plate, hey buddy, you know that type of honk. Right. I have definitely changed my approach. Uh, so I was at, I was in a left turn lane that had its own um, arrow light the other day, and it was red, and there were two cars in front of me. Did it, did it have a green arrow? <laughs> no, there was a there was a green lantern. Set up in the middle of the road, hanging from the yeah. yeah. So the 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 arrow turns green. The first car goes right away like a normal human being. The car that's in front of me just sits there, and I do the little like me me, nothing. So I do like a eh, nothing, and then so I decided to like switch it up, you know, on the fly, change my tactic, and I held my hand down on the horn. Until not only did they start driving, but we both got through the entire turn, and then I let go of my horn. It's groundbreaking <laughs> <laughs> stuff that you're doing. Here. Results, man. I'm talking oh, <laughs> results. Man. And I think it's because of all this fucking Pokemon stuff. Like the thing I've seen now is as I'm driving, it, there might there sometimes will be someone in front of me where they don't put their brakes on, but like they definitely let off the gas. And like naturally slow down, <laughs> and then they'll like hit the gas again and get back to a normal speed limit, and then you'll notice they let off the gas again and like mm. you know drop under the speed limit, and you know it's because like they're they're looking at their phone, so they don't want to fucking assholes. Yeah, so that, that's yeah. I <laughs> so I'm just gonna hold my horn down until they fix their stupid driving behavior. Uh, I think that's that's wonderful, and I think everybody should do that. I, I, we advise all listeners to lay on the horn um, for as long as you can. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm a big guy, so if someone stops and they want to start something, unless they have, like, a gun in their car, they're pretty much just going to get right back in their car and drive away. So <laughs> They're going to they're gonna jump out of their car and throw a Pokeball at you and try to catch you. 
I'm going to be like, catch this bitch. And then I'll have nothing to follow it up with because I've never been in a fight in my life. So I don't know what to do. <laughs> They're like, look, it's the rare hat wearing Pokemon. <laughs> uh, I can't even. Yeah, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know how long this will last. Much like anything else, of course, there's going to be some, some you know, it's going to die out a little bit. But I'm telling you, I think there will be people playing this in a couple of years. And then, like, ten years from now, you'll be watching, like, some MTV retrospective on the teens, the years, you know, the teens. Yep. You'll be like, remember how Pokemon was hot? And they'll be playing it uh, alongside whatever hot dance song is out right now. I don't know. What's what's the hot? It's Ariana Grande, hot? I'm sure. Yeah, it could be. What's the hot thing playing at, at your work? Your work plays trendy music all the time, don't they? Uh, mm, I don't pay attention. I would say, I know uh, Drake has a single out, right? Okay. Let's the see, only I'm things go. I know about Drake I've learned from black people Twitter, so I don't know <laughs> that I'm an authority. Uh, on. No. Let's see what's going on on the, on the Apple Musics. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think... Oh, uh, the other guy from uh, fucking Scream Queens, Nick Jonas. He had a single come out like a month ago or something. That whole show just, like, young. It's pretty much like, yeah, young uh, pop singers, which I I surprisingly have no problem with. Oh, that's something that we can talk about. Did you hear all the new shit that's going on with Scream Queens Season (laughs) 2? No. I I watch exactly... Two episodes of Scream Se- Scream Queen season one, so anything that's happening is new. To it's me. because you just you just in, in, insist on disappointing me. That's what it is. You insist on disappointing me. Scream Queen season two is going to happen. I think it's September tenth or twentieth or something like that. Okay. Um. So it's coming up soon. We don't have to wait too much longer—a month and a half or something like that. Um. The big news being, there's a couple of new. Uh, actors jumping on board. A couple of new pop singers. New pop singers. Um, I'm actually not super, but we were talking about Twilight earlier, so this makes sense. Taylor Lautner okay. is going to be on the show. And motherfucking John Stamos. <laughs> yep. Sorry. John Stamos. That's awesome. <laughs> oh. So, pretty excited about John Stamos. <laughs> I don't know what Taylor Lautner is going to do. Um, but <sighs> apparently this is taking place at, like, I think it's an asylum. So uh, the oh, is it? Okay. the dean of the college mm-hmm. um, bought this hospital or asylum or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, the girls from the first season are all interns or some sort of, they have jobs at the asylum. Gotcha. Okay. Shit goes crazy. So I was just going to ask if this is an American horror story thing where it's completely different. Nope. Same characters. So okay. like it takes place in the same world with the same characters, but like, sure. so it's a setting change. So it's anthological in as much as like the setting changes, yeah. but, um, sure. Yeah. But the, the so. story thread is still there. Yep. It's, yeah, yeah it's cool. a continuation. So yeah, pretty, <clears throat> Something... pretty excited. Something about Scream Queens reminded me that, um, well, I made a mistake. You know, I'm ridiculously excited about the Rocky Horror Picture Show remake, right? The Fox is doing? Yeah. All right. Man, I watched a 20-minute live interview thing from the San Diego Comic-Con with part of the cast. Yeah. Uh, I'm a lot less excited than I was. (laughs) Oh, no. Just not feeling it? 
<clears throat> I, you know, I'm watching them, and and here's the here's the problem. I I learned this. I remember exactly when I learned this. Watching an interview with Jillian Anderson, twenty some years ago, when I was watching the X Files religiously and thinking, "Oh my God, she's an idiot." Yeah, I really shouldn't watch interviews with actors that I like because <laughs> you know, especially when the, when they play static roles. You know, so this isn't someone in a movie where you know it's always kind of a different character, a different role. Like I watched her every week play the same role for years, mm-hmm. and, and that's who I wanted her to be. I wanted her to be. Dana Scully. Instead, yep. she's some moron. Like that's really <laughs> kind of what it came down to. So I've avoided it. Like I, even with like Doctor Who, I always avoid like the little behind the scenes things. Like I want my characters to be the character. I don't want them to be whoever they are in real life. So sadly, I watch this, and oh my god, they're all they're all the guy from uh, from uh, 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 Penny Dreadful. Idiot, the guy who played, uh, you know, what I'm talking about. You calling me an idiot? No, not you. the 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 guy from Petty Dreadful that played the um, God, the guy who doesn't age. Dorian. Yes, he's an idiot. Victoria Justice uh, is Reeve, an idiot. Reeve Carney or something like that. Sure, whatever. The girl that plays Magenta, she's an idiot. They're all idiots. The girl that was interviewing them, I don't even know who she is. has nothing to do with it. She's an idiot. They're all idiots. I'm so disappointed already. <laughs> so it was basically like an idiot party. Well, and it just felt like if you're going to remake something that's that's as, I'm going to say legendary, as the Rocky Horror Picture Show, those people should be more invested. Like, they should have found people that that love and and live and breathe the Rocky Horror Picture Show to do this. It it really felt like these guys all got the call and they were like, yeah, I'll I'll totally be Riff Raff from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've always wanted to do that. And then they were like, hey, can someone get me a copy of this so I know what the hell they're talking about? Like, that's how (laughs) I felt in watching four of the actors kind of talk about their experiences. But you're still going to check it out when it's ready to go or whatever? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the twentieth of October. It's a Thursday night. I'll be unavailable for two hours. Um, wow. Well, that's a sad note to go out on. <laughs> I'm really kind of depressed though. This is like when I heard Nick Corbin wrote sci-fi. This I felt <laughs> the same way. Yeah. Do you hear Nick's coming out with a poetry book too? I guess they had mentioned what that second book was, right? That's, yeah. <laughs> That's the other book in the two book deal. Science fiction poetry. Oh god. Uh, when when are when are the Hugo Awards? When's when's Hugo Month coming up? Because we're gonna do some sci-fi stuff that month. I have no idea. Hold on, Hugo Awards 2016. Nope, 2016 already happened. I think. So probably August twentieth. No, no, it's coming up. The Huggo Awards will be presented on the evening of Saturday, August twentieth, twenty sixteen, at Mid America at Mid American Con, like C O N, like C O N. I was Kansas, like, do you yeah. know how to say American? <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri. That's crazy. Uh, That's fucking Caleb Ross's birthday. I'm looking at my calendar right now. That's why I, <laughs> I was like, what? Why do you just know that? <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, let's see. Uh, here we go. Best novel. Uh, the nominees are Ancillary Mercy by Anne Leckie, The Cinder Spires, colon, The Aeronauts Windlass by Jim Butcher. I know Jim Butcher. 
not personally or anything. <laughs> the fifth season by N.K. Jemison. Maybe uh, even their names are made up. Sev, seven, seven Eves? Seven Eves by Neil Stevenson. Uh, uprooted by Naomi Novik. Hey, they nominated a woman. Hey, right I, on. Um, yeah, I don't see anything on here that, <laughs> that even looks vaguely familiar. Um, so, yeah, we'll be reporting on that. Uh, oh, here's a weird thing. So I'm looking at my calendar. Caleb Ross, who we just had on the podcast, his birthday is August 20th. The following day, his podcast co-host, Gordon Highland, has a birthday. That's so weird. That's really weird. What are the chances of that? Why are the odds? It's weird. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably call this a call this a night. We're just yeah, I'm scrolling through my calendar talking about <laughs> birthdays now. It's pretty much yeah. If that's not an indication that we're done, I don't know what is. So what are we what's what do we got coming up next week, Liv? Um, uh, a little bit more of what you heard tonight, because um, <laughs> even if we do take a break in the lazy summer to review um, J.K. Rowling's book, play novelization, whatever, whatever that is, um, that won't come out till next week. So, yeah, I, I imagine that you will hear frighteningly more um, little prepared stuff. <laughs> I'll keep the calendar up. We can just kind of pick up where we left off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you left off with Gordon Highland's birthday. We'll go through the next six weeks in your calendar. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Little sneak preview, Matt Bell will be talking about his birthday. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hey, is Josh Mallerman's birthday? Well, <laughs> Skype says it's today, but I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, we talked about how, how yeah. not to trust Skype's birthday announcements. Yeah, it says birthday today. <laughs> now, it says that right under the line that says yesterday. <laughs> Do you not have this in your... No, I don't see that stuff. I, I've uh, seen it in the past, but however I'm looking at this now, I, I don't see it. Yeah, it says yesterday, and that says Josh Mallerman birthday today. <laughs> oh, I so love it. Michael Wilson's older than a week. Michael Wilson birthday today. <laughs> eventually, eventually, my entire <laughs> Skype contact list will have birthdays today, just on different dates. Hey, that fucking notice for Michael Wilson will be accurate again in like 51 weeks. Yeah, right about then. So, yeah. all right. Um, thanks for tuning in to what is likely one of the shortest episodes of Booked in a very <laughs> long time. I'm Livia Snudden. And I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading.